seen your face before, my friend But I don't know if you know who I am well, I was there and I saw what you did I saw you with my own two eyes So you couldn't wipe off that grin I know where you've been It's all been a pack of lies Collins was just joking now <laughs> how in the song we always wait for that part with the drums and it takes forever to get there in the song but it's a beautiful song anyway uh, all of it all right uh, we talk now our wellness corner and the physiology behind stress and the importance of movement in stress management stress is a situation that triggers a particularly or a particular biological response so when you perceive a threat or a major challenge Chemicals and hormones surge throughout your body and stress triggers your fight or flight response in order to fight the stressor or run away from it. Now, physical activity can help lower your overall stress levels and improve your quality of life, both mentally and physically. Exercising regularly can have a positive effect on your mood by relieving the tension, anxiety, anger and mild depression that often go hand in hand 
with uh, stress. I guess this will be feeding uh, off of our previous chat with uh, mental health and the hashtag that was part of the training topics then uh, in terms of uh, that. So we welcome now Dr. Anesu Mbitsfo, who is medical doctor, entrepreneur, teacher, motivation and yoga, a friend of Sound Awake. How are you doing today, doctor? I'm so good. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for making time. Nice chatting again. Yes, lovely to chat. Mm, very important topic, stress. We were just saying now on social media, a lot of uh, uh, you know public figures sharing their experiences in terms of what they've struggled with stress, with depression, with uh, you know uh, anxiety and all of that, just to demystify this topic. Mm, so now we're going mm-hmm. deeper. Let's talk then the, the human response uh, more in detail in terms of strength, the fight or flight response. What do we mean? That's right. So just like you mentioned, um, our, our human bodies are incredible because they are geared towards being in a constant state of imbalance and balance to help us adapt to our ever-changing environment. So the way that we were made was, you know, back in the day, we were cavemen, cavewomen, and we would have threats that would be transient, whether it was a threat to safety, you know, a wild animal coming by, um, threats to, to the community as a whole due to environmental changes. And our bodies were made to be able to adapt to that. So just like you were talking about the fight or flight response, we have a part of our nervous system. And the nervous system is the brain and the nerves that essentially send messages to the different parts of the body mm. to fulfill their function. So there's a part of the nervous system which is called the autonomic nervous system. And it's called that because it's basically automatic. We don't have to think about switching it on or off. The body has full control over that. And basically what the autonomic system does is it alerts the body about whether we're in a state where we need to worry or whether there's a threat. And that's where we get the fight or flight response that you were talking about. Or the autonomic system will tell the body that we're in a state of calm, there's no threat. And then the opposite side of the system, which is called the parasympathetic nervous system, or they call it the rest or digest side of the autonomic system, Mm -hmm. that's what will kick in. So when we talk about stress, we're talking about the more active side of the autonomic nervous system, that fight or flight response, where the body thinks that there's a threat, the mind thinks that there's a threat, and the autonomic nervous system sends all of these little messages to your body, preparing your body to face that threat. So if you think about there being a lion in front of you back in the day, the things that would need attention if you needed to run away or fight that lion would be your muscles. So your body would send blood to your muscles to make sure that you could run as fast as you needed to Mm. away from that threat. It would send messages to your heart to beat faster so that blood could be pumped to your muscles quicker. It would send messages to your lungs to breathe faster so you had more oxygen for your muscles. And it also does things like switching off digestion. We don't need to be digesting food. Our sole focus is focusing on the threat. And all of the different hormones associated with this, like cortisol and adrenaline, would help to send all of these messages to that part of the body to make sure that you're ready to face the threat. So what we see happening now in everyday life is we're not in environments where we have lions chasing after us and all of those things. And you would be surprised how many people still think that in Africa that's what happens. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But we almost have these like philosophical lions, right? At work, we have interviews, we've got deadlines, Mm. we've got 
money issues. And so the body doesn't know any better. When it's faced with these things in our lives that cause us stress or things that make us worry, the autonomic nervous system treats that the same as it would a physical threat. So every time you have a stressful situation, mind, your stress hormones of adrenaline and cortisol are released, and all of those same effects that would be taking into effect, like blood being pumped to your muscles, your heart rate increasing, your breath rate increasing, all of that happens in the same way, even though there is no physical threat. And that's why we have all of these symptoms of stress, like in panic attacks, people usually become short of breath. They have heart palpitations, feeling the heart beating very quickly. Often people have bowel issues around stress. We know about irritable bowel syndrome or people experiencing constipation due to stress. And that's all due to this flight or fight response that you were talking about. All right. So the three types then of stress, acute stress, episodic acute stress and chronic stress, how do they differ? So it's mainly due to the duration that you're under stress for. So most of us are usually floating between the two. We're either in acute stress or episodic stress. So acute stress is like that one time, let's say you've got a really important interview, you're preparing for a promotion, it's just about two hours of your time, and before that interview, you'll have a period of acute stress where you might feel your palms sweating, your heart racing, maybe your thoughts are running a mile a minute, Mm. but it just lasts just for before your interview and generally after that episode of stress passes, then you're you're fine and, and the stress hormones don't need to be released anymore. Then we have episodic stress where because of your job, your relationships, you have lots of repeated moments of acute stress. So episodic stress is almost like acute stress a number of times. And then the last, which and, and often the most detrimental, is chronic stress, where you have a lifestyle or societal effects like poverty, maybe abuse from childhood, an abusive relationship, where you are constantly in stress. And this is when your, your stressful episodes last longer than three months. Mm. And, and that is so detrimental because all of these stress hormones that we've been talking about, cortisol, adrenaline, are usually okay in small doses. The body is made to be able to deal with those. But our bodies are not made to deal with chronic episodes of stress and these hormones being released. And that's where we have uh, the physical health effects, where we have high blood pressure. Um, stress has actually been linked to diabetes as well because cortisol rises your your sugar levels in the blood, people having kidney issues, um, it, it causes um, deterioration of the blood vessels, and really we start to see the physical effects of stress on the body, which is, which is very hard to reverse. But we also see the mental effects where people start developing depression and actual chemical imbalance in the brain because mm. these hormones are being released more than they should have, anxiety, suicide, all of those things as a result of these chronic states of stress. So let's talk solutions then. We speak of physical activity and that how that can help to lower the overall stress levels. So I guess it will be, or would it be, different things then for the different levels or types of stress? 
it's not really, you know, um, Sunday. It's 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 mainly physical exercise is going to help you with all of the three types of stress. Mm-hmm. Where physical exercise helps to release almost the happy hormones as we know them, the endorphins. So those counter the stress hormones, and they get your body used to being in a state of physical stress because. Usually when we're exercising, we still want the heart rate to be up. We still want uh, um, our breathing rate to be up as well. But your body, because of the endorphins, recognizes that this is not a flight or flight response. Mm. So the stress hormones are not released as actively. So physical exercise is incredible for all of the types of stress. But when we start seeing the differences is when we start talking about the more mental changes that we can make or emotional changes. So when we're talking about acute stress, It's things that you can do in your day-to-day life, things like taking five deep breaths before you're entering that stressful situation, meditating, yoga, you know, bringing more of those things into your routine. But when we're talking about episodic stress or chronic stress, that's when we're talking about needing to bring in more long-term solutions. And that's things like going to therapy, um, in states of chronic stress, you might even need to go on to medication for depression, for anxiety, just to get to a point where you're able to modulate your stress so that you almost create a break in your stress time so that the body can start to recover. All right, let's take a short break. If you can please stay with us, Doctor. We continue with this. Uh, Talking our wellness corner, the physiology behind stress and the importance of movement in stress management. Stay with us. Sound awake on SAFM, 3 to 5 a.m. Just gone past 20 minutes before 5 a.m. We're speaking to Dr. Anesu Mbitsfo, medical doctor, entrepreneur, teacher of meditation and yoga, talking the physiology behind stress and the importance of movement in stress management. Doctor, let's talk then how we can better listen to our bodies. Beautiful question, Asanda. You know, I'm so glad that we're talking about this topic because stress affects everybody. And more often than not, our body sends us the signs that we need to pick up on to let us know that we're in a stressful state. And we're just so used to feeling that way that we either ignore it or we see it as part of our everyday life, part of our lifestyle. Mm. So the major signs of acute stress. So this is the stress that's usually triggered by a situation. It doesn't last for too long. You'll probably have an increased heart rate. Your palms will start to sweat. Your respiratory rate or your breath rate will increase. And you might start to have symptoms of um, issues or with the tummy where you get a bit of heartburn or discomfort with digestion. Generally, that's what we're talking about when we, we're talking about acute stress. Another sign is having your thoughts feel like they're running a mile a minute, like you can't keep up with your thoughts. And just feeling a general state of unease. So that's acute stress. And when you notice that you're in that sort of situation, you'll generally know what the cause of your acute stress is. And it's usually something that you can't really do anything about. It's it's a situation in your life that you have to get through. And the main thing when you know that you're experiencing acute stress is to take time in that moment to calm yourself down. Best way to do so is by deepening the breath. So the breath is a simple and super effective tool to combat stress because we can do it at any time. No one can tell whether you're breathing deeply. um, And it's such an easy thing to remember. So all you have to do is take five deep breaths where you inhale to a count of four. So you'll be inhaling for four, three, two, one. 
and you exhale for the same count of four, doing that five times. And the breath physiologically is known to send back feedback to the brain to tell the brain, actually, I'm not under stress. There's no physical threat. You can turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. You can calm my body down. And that's exactly what the brain will do in that sort of situation, which is great. That's awesome. I just tried that twice, the, the heavy breathing or the deep breathing. And it makes such a difference, right? It Immediately does. you feel so much more calm, so much more grounded. And it takes literally about five seconds to do. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for that. Sure. <laughs> I'll remember. And it is easy to remember, as you say. Totally. Okay. Then, yes. yes, go on, go on, go on, Ayanna. Uh, so Sunday, I wanted to know then for, for people who want to, yes, for people who want to connect with you, uh, because yeah. you are uh, in the Nest Space Yoga Studio and Wellness Center, how, how do they do that? Those who missed our chat last week. Yes, perfect. So you can follow me personally on Instagram at freedomyoga, or my website is um, www.freedomyoga.org. Or you can come and join my incredible community of like-minded people at the Nest Space. So our Instagram handle there is the Nest Space ZA, or our website is www.thenestspace.co.za. Awesome. Thanks so much again for chatting to us, and please do have a great day until we chat again. Awesome, Asanda. Wishing you a great and stressless day or lots of deep breathing if it is a bit stressful. <laughs> I receive it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye, Asanda. Dr. Nesum Bitsvo, medical doctor, entrepreneur, teacher of meditation and yoga. She's founder and co-owner of the Nest Space Yoga Studio and Wellness Center. So there you go. You can find her in the various channels that she just shared. Our time being quarter to five.